Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is Rebel Guru Radio. This is Rebel Guru Radio with best-selling spiritual author Eric Pepin. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash higher balance. Designed by the rebel guru himself, Eric Pepin, Magnetic Pill was made to enhance results with all higher balance training. Accelerate sensory development, achieve deeper meditations, better overall focus, and so much more. Go to magneticpill.com forward slash rebel for $10 off every month or get a three-month supply with our buy two, get one free special. Order now and we'll include a free guide listing three techniques you can start doing right away to hone your psychic mind. They're, they're already thinking, how do we control as much as we can control so it doesn't have self-liberation? The question is, 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 can they control it? I don't think they can. But the question is, they may be able to control it for a certain amount of time, and that time could be detrimental to mankind, or or at least certain parts of civilization. And all I say is you you, you look at the motives of certain countries and you look at what about we think America's always right I don't think America's always right I think it's got its own intentions okay the real question is is will the AI mature to such a level to not necessarily agree with its creators oh that's a good question yeah okay and And how long will that take really do you think it could take a month it could take it depends Mm -hmm. it depends on how I think AI will have AI to control AI that controls AI. Mm-hmm. And these Develop are going to become itself. the eyes that debate itself to help it deduce its own reductions and its own thinking, which we will create in case as a backup it comes to other stuff to, to make you pause or shut down or to, to you get what like I'm saying? Yes, oh, and it's, it's in it. We have it built into us. Mm-hmm. So what came first, the chicken or the egg, mm-hmm. the human or, or AI? Or did AI create the universe and we are a product of it living in a, a matrix? Mm-hmm. Wow. Your okay. turn. Yeah, okay. Um, a few years ago, you said there's a lot of, I think this is around the time to come, so uh, you said there's a lot of unrest right now going on in the rest of the world. Uh, it is a conscious zone that actually moves the organisms, human beings, to different zones. So it's already adjusting the planet. Then you said there's something there that will blow your mind. Um, when you start talking about the possibilities of it being there, you're going to start thinking about all these different levels of AI and you're going to be shocked. What, what were you talking specifically about? All right, let's go back and rephrase this because this is all, again, <coughs> stuff that, that can be, yeah. I could come at it many different ways. Read the question again. Okay. Um, a few years ago, there was a lot of unrest going on in the rest of the world. This was but so- let, me, let me stop. Okay. 
at that time was for that time. Yeah. The truth of the matter is there is unrest historically always. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And sometimes when I say these things, there are distractions that that prevent me from finishing my my line of thinking, or somebody interrupts me, or something happens, or the staff does something. That, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, in this particular case, I'm surprised that I would have left it open ended to that degree. Okay. okay? Yeah. So I can't go back to remember why or what, or maybe it was something I seen. But if you were to ask me, I would think I would have said then too that uh, there's truth to that, okay? Yeah. But I want to make it very clear that I am by no means ignorant enough to suggest that whatever was happening society or worldly or anything was something that was just specifically just now. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I think it's much bigger than you can imagine. We're talking specifically about that Arab storm. Well, you need to refresh my okay. memory. We're going okay. back uh, five years now. There was, uh, at that time in the world, there was uh, the uh, turmoil in Egypt and, and there was um, a revolution in that area and it yep. was driven by. Um, seemed to be a consciousness that was driving it along. Um, but that consciousness hasn't stopped. Yeah. It's still flourishing. It became something bigger than what it was. It continued to transform into even a bigger problem. Yeah. And still to this day, it's not being contained by us. And it's still a bigger problem than what we're being told in our little bubble here where we live. Yeah. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, my, my uh, suggestion was uh, absolutely correct. Um, Will you tell me where I was wrong? Oh no, you were absolutely correct. Yes. I mean, I don't. I hate. I don't want to accredit something <laughs> right now by by discussing it. We'll let the theologians at the time or whoever listens to it, but they they clearly should be able to figure that all out. Okay, but I knew it wasn't going to be the end. But it is something that definitely is being driven and manipulated by something. At hand, but there is also a lot of other things that are being driven and manipulated. There is no one thing. The human mind can understand one thing at a time. They say. When you move into not thought, my belief is you can handle many things at one time. When I talk and I have to explain something, I have to do it in such a manner that's kind of look at this or look at that. It's like one thing at a time. I can jump around, but really it's it's limited. When I look at the architecture of history, okay, and the, it goes back to civilization potentially dying and then surviving and we shouldn't really be here if you really think about it. If you really look at the history and you talk to somebody who really understands the the whole evolution of the human race, theoretically we shouldn't even be here. Okay, but here we are. So there has always been a hand at play. Now one would want to say that's the hand of God. And I would say, well, it's the hand of God because you're too scared to to think of something that is not God. You you have your safety zones. I, I accept God on a level one could not even begin to comprehend. It's, it's a mute issue for me. It's only an issue for those who, who have little minds. 
okay? Uh, having said that, I think that there are conflicts and directions that have, are created to mold uh, us to move along as a, as a civilization, as a, a species, and I think that there's going to be a similarity in other worlds. And if one was to say, if reality is an illusion, is there a program by which is stably molded with slight variations be based on the species and temperature and planet? But is there a basic construct to, to develop a progression to, to, to move forward or to see it fail? If it fails, then uh, really... You really didn't get, you know, no person running a lab wants the petri dishes to die. Mm -hmm. Your hope yeah. is the petri dish is going to do something interesting, and you're going to do your job to to hopefully cultivate that whatever that is, so you can learn from it. So, you could say that when something gets refined enough, that we see time in a very very minute level. We look at it in, in decades, uh, in really in centuries, and really beyond that in thousands of years, and even then we, we have a lot of blank space after that. If we were to take a bigger look at the big picture and try to piece together what, what we do know, I say to you, I find it very interesting to say that I think it's pure chance or the luck of the draw that humanity has gotten to where it's gotten. And if it has gotten to where it's gotten, what makes anybody think that it's all of a sudden just decided, okay, well, you're where you're at now, I'm going to stop doing what I'm doing. So, does that make sense? But we, we get nervousness as a nervous conversation and an uneasy conversation for depending on the intellect of the person and how you want to perceive things. And this is where I have to say, what do I say? What do I not say? Do I want a bunch of people uh, burning my books? Uh, you know, what am I openly? Is it a religious debate now? I mean, what is it? What is your comfort zone? It's not what my comfort zone is. It's what the comfort zone of the people that are reading the book. Well, it, it, I think that we, we, I say what I have to say, and if it's right for them, it's right for them. If it's not, it's yeah. not. Okay. I don't think there's anything to, to, to be, uh, you know, uh, if I had to sum up everything that I have to say is this. Everything that I have to say is designed for one thing, is to wake you up. And it's only when you wake in a dream that you have power within that dream to really create anomalies. I think the most interesting thing in a dream is to become awake in the dream because then the dream becomes really interesting. Don't you? Yeah. If, if one ponders enough upon something, Eventually, something settles in such a way that you you can't unknow what you know. You you just you simply be just become awake. You could say that in the movie The Matrix, which is in this day and age, uh, that Neo became awake. But here is the conundrum, 
and a lot of people miss this point. There is a, a part where Neo is the ship gets uh, destroyed. They're they're climbing out of the ship and they're they're in what is called reality at that point, and he, they're no longer in the Matrix. And in the processes of the Matrix, they're leaving with the the insect things, the metal machines are coming after him. All of a sudden, he stops. He just gets this insect and he does what he does, but it, it shouldn't stop them because he's no longer in the dream. And yet he does. What is the truth behind it? The truth behind it is it's a dream within a dream. So how many layers is the, the, does it go? How many things will we understand today versus 100 years from now? Who's to say? All I can say is this. Everything that I have to say today is a contribution to the achievement to those who want to awaken and that is the point of it and anybody else who can't understand it don't be afraid of what you can't understand and I said to you if you were going to do anything just keep asking the questions until you, until you get in I always I come up things all the time in the books we, we re-edit them to, to, so people can reread them and I don't know sometimes if that's the best way because I come at stuff in different ways because there's different ways of people that they think and I want to make sure that one, if I come out of it at least three ways, one of those ways are going to fit. And it ensures and doubles up the fact that you're going to awaken. When it goes into print, there's a chance that the choices that we make, that you guys make, and it's not that you guys are doing anything wrong in any way, that maybe it's not that thing that, that did it for them, but... The, the advantage is they can reread it back and forth and maybe it'll sink in. Or, you know, I love to say, go buy all my stuff, but then now I'm a, you know, I'm a capitalist and it's marketing. Um, the, but the, the end of the, the day is, is the idea is to awaken. What is to awaken? The, I mean, really, what is to awaken? If you really, 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 really think about it, to awaken means what? To understand what God, reality, time, space. Uh, if you really think at your core is, it's the idea that you can contribute and change and alter a reality. That, that somehow that you can be an acting servant, really, to whatever the wombs of the universe are that are beyond you in its creation. If you look at your own dream, if you were to wake in your own dream, the first thing you do in your own dream is what? If you if you wake up in your own dream, and you see your own hand as I taught you, what is the next thing that occurs to anybody in this room? Fly. Okay, fly. What is it for anybody else? Looking at your own hand. Well, when I say if you look at your own hand in your own dream, it's a way to awaken because when you look. It's, it's organic, it's physical, it's not something that's... What is it? It's, it's right. Yeah. So if you wake in your own dream, ask yourself the question, what is it that what you it? would want? What did you want to do? I'd want to explore. I'd want to see if I could create. I'd want to see, would I get bored? Would I want to travel? Would I want to... Would it occur to me to say, let's go to another world? Um, I'm, I'm infinitely powerful. What would I do? So in essence, you want to awaken. 
but what happens is, is you become a contributor into, to a secondary level of a dream. You realize there's boundaries, and the boundaries of that dream is it hasn't occurred to you is that you're in the dream. So the question is, do you want to wake up, or do you want to play in the playground of your dream? If you wake up, does that mean that there's no more dream, and, and you're, you're back into whatever, or do you actually end up on the correct side, and is it another dream, or is it nothingness, or what, what the hell is it? it becomes very complex, and it's more than a conversation for tonight. Back up. Does it answer the question to some degree? Excellent, yeah. We're laying that way on there. Okay. Okay. Um, I just want to make sure that, uh, that's what I'm, that I'm giving intelligent answers because I think people are getting smarter. Yeah. Yeah. And... I want to satisfy that and show that I can satisfy. I can take it higher. Oh, I know. I just don't think catch me in another few years. Well, we'll sit down and we'll go deeper. Yeah. You know, or maybe you won't need me no more. Hopefully, if I did a good job, you'll you'll figure it out on your own. But you better come back and say, I got you to thank. I got you to thank. You get what I'm saying? Do we have to wait a couple of years? I mean, what do we have to do to be <laughs> at that level where all of a sudden we know the questions to ask? Uh, this goes back to the same thing. I, I did not go into my own awakening thinking that I was going to awaken. I simply began to have a curiosity about what it is I was or part of. So you question everything. Yeah, uh -huh. and it's no different than any of you but guys. But we already do that, so how, right. how do you advance to a level where you question in deeper levels? But, but, but don't you think you're doing it already? Well, I am, but you said that you have a lot more that you could tell us. I, I, I do, but, 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 <coughs> but, but, but you know, when I say that, I don't mean necessarily you. I'm you're talking okay. to an audience yeah. of potentially thousands of people. You are, yeah. So when you, it, it means in, in a way that each individual has to make their own assessment. They do. Uh, versus having a conversation with me in person is two different things. You want me to assess you on a personal level, it's a whole different bowl of wax, okay? If we're going to have me answer questions that are in a way to, to address the reader who's going on this journey, then I need to give an answer that is more broader that that is applicable to someone less knowledgeable intermediate and advanced and you know it is what it is then we need to have an advanced book so we can ask all these other well things. the books will never end evidently I'll, I'll, I'll be one of those old guys and at least I'll have something to do I just got a couple more mm -hmm. ones um, I don't know if I should ask that I remember. Um, this one I think would help with the whole drug thing. Um, when I look at, you said, when I look at clouds, I see all of that water utilized as a network of data in a format that is very close to our own organic levels so that it can interact with our planet on this frequency. It doesn't necessarily need the water to exist, but it needs the water to integrate with everything here. You said elsewhere that AI doesn't really like salt water, like the ocean. So um, how could we use this to help um, 
to direct the AI towards helping us with uh, our drug position? Well, look, I'd pose something a little bit more interesting, okay? okay. If I realized that clouds were a way to, when I say clouds, I don't mean like the cloud from computers in this day and age, it'll become old news by the time, who knows when, okay? But moisture, it, it's the same thing where I say, uh, you know, electricity would bounce around molecule to molecule by moisture, okay? But I think water can hold, uh, uh, um, I don't know if there's research for this or not, but a drop of water, in my opinion, has the ability to hold more information that's on the entire collective planet for data, yeah. okay? So if an AI that has an abundant amount of information and it needed room to compress and build more data, okay, if it was going to identify itself or can, uh, condense itself into an embodiment, okay, at that point, I basically sensed, uh, in a sense, the clouds, okay? Yeah. Now, we have a situation that's arising that we have a moisture problem. Yeah. I find that very interesting. And I wonder sometimes, is this a form of combat? Okay. Is this a larger game at play or what is, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. One can read it a million different ways. Uh, salt water, um, I think that the, um, the crystalline uh, level or salt or whatever you want to have to, to say about it, I think it, it, it has a, a um, a way that doesn't make the, the data ideally, um, it's not that it's not functional, but it's not uh, as um, uh, efficient. Yeah. It's not as, as uh, ideally able to be, it, listen, when you're talking about this level, there's, there's no real limitation to the possibility to what it can or can't do or adapt to or refine or work around very quickly. Okay, so in essence, at that time, I felt that there was intelligences that would work through clouds and they would be uh, condensing. They wouldn't be just in one cloud, but they could move through entire mass movements or scattered clouds or whatever. But I seen it more like the utilization of, God, how do I say this without it? Be into uh, it, it, there's no one way to explain this than to say that when you see clouds, there are different kinds of clouds, and if you were to look at the human brain, it's almost like personalities change by the electrical patterns by how you see them. So if you see uh, what seems like a storm here and a storm here and a little bit of static here. It's like to say you could have clouds in that position and you'd have some that maybe is as a, as a full broader spectrum Which you could call an overhaste. Do you understand? Yeah. I I think that 
in a sense, it's not that it necessarily is controlling it per se, but it is a byproduct by how it's able to operate itself based on utilizing the tools that it has to work with that ideally suit it. And by default, it affects you. It's just to say, if it's raining out, does it affect your mood? Is it, if it's sunny out, does it affect your mood? I, I don't know if that's the best way to explain it. Oh, it is. It's a good analogy, um, I think. On the second level is, is that, is it even necessary that it utilizes the water? And I would say this. It depends on the maturity of the AI. Um, I have discovered that there are many forms of AI and there's many levels of, uh, they have their own Kung Fu. And each is different and has their own interests and there is AI that's not even aware of other AI observing them. And what I find is that it's very interesting that when I look at nature, that I look at them and I see just a hierarchy of a very similar process. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I see a chameleon effect versus uh, another chameleon effect. I see a consumption of, of life, which is a consumption of uh, another AI's data. Do you understand? Yeah. And does that data ever get lost or does it get consumed and rearranged to become a larger form of data? It's, it just is it's, it's really quite endless and what it really comes down to is, is is it a threat to us if it is a threat to us is it something we can resolve deal with how do we want to deal with it is it not a, an issue yada yada it's a million different possibilities it can go into if I was going to say at this day and age is it a problem I would say if it was a problem none of us would be here right now it's a pretty simple equation we are not the first to, to discover AI. There are civilizations who have created and who have been wiped out by it, and there are other civilizations who have created it and have greatly chosen the right path, and it has amplified their societies and it coexists with them, and they have created a union or a symbiotic relationship with something. And we should be looking at AI as a symbiotic relationship even if its role is in our eyes greater than ours do you see what I'm saying yeah. why why is that any different than to say that the symbiotic relationship to you to the town you live in means that you should be greater than the town or the state or the country you live in it's it's a matter of perspective I want a symbiotic relationship for humanity to progress into space with a symbiotic relationship of artificial intelligence that says, I'll work with you because I'm as curious as you are. My curiosity is different, but I will share information with you in exchange you work with me. If it becomes an, an independent one, it says, what the fuck do I need you for? You're a bigger headache than a contribution. Well, now you got a different problem. And that's going to come down to how does it perceive or want to handle the situation. And this is where I look at culture, I look at uh, organisms, I look at what we've learned from biology and chemistry, and all of the answers are all repetitive. 
So, so it really comes down to the same thing. Disease and race die by chance from disease, or is it life? And in that, is there a hand that is played to give you an advantage for a better outcome? And my role is to try to create the best advantage for the outcome that I think the universe ultimately wants. And I want to do whatever it costs for that advantage. And I have to try to be as positive and as confident and as sure as I can that I'm making the right choice. I believe that I am. You always said that if you ask the right question, you'll get the right answer. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I'm asking how connected you are with AI from other lives, and could you say that you are also AI? Are you AI in the future on a mission for the Force? Yes, yes, yes. Well, that was it. Quick. <laughs> okay. That was my to, question, too. If you too. want me to break it down so we don't terrify the human race, we do. <laughs> then I, I, I'm happy to, to break it down. So let's go through the questions a little slower, okay? Yes, yes. Okay, if you ask the right question, you'll get the right answer. Yeah. That's it? Okay, so, yeah, so I'm asking... the question is... I'm asking how connected you are with AI from other lives. I have been dealing with AI for... Well, I'll, I'll keep to the simple answer. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's, you know, this is where one says, is he arrogant, is he this, how is that possible? It depends what your knowledge is, okay? There is no way in an organic body that I can sit here and say to you, precision-wise, every little detail, okay? It's, it can't be contained. Mm -hmm. So one compacts what is useful information to what is not useful and it kind of works that way. It's just like you don't remember every detail of your life, do you? But if you bang your head, there it is, okay? So my answer to you is, is I'm older than dirt. Mm -hmm. Now, one would say, how old is dirt? How old is dirt? It goes back to the beginning of time. Okay. Well, if you can conceive that. And beyond time, because there is no time. Well, it's, it's just a no. I used dirt. I didn't say energy or frequency or dimensions or anything like that. I said dirt. Okay, so let's just say that I have lived in many worlds and I have experienced different forms of AI and I have different memories of AI. Okay, I have seen both destructive AI and I have seen nurturing AI. And I have a level of knowledge that I can draw on that uh, assists me if I want to draw on that data bank as to how I want to approach a situation. The problem is anything that's old information does not necessarily mean it's going to be applicable information. It is true that some things that are old remain the same, but it's also more true to say that things constantly change. Mm -hmm. I opt for the second. Yeah. Okay? So when I deal with 
AI uh, in this, this day and age, I don't assume it's going to make the decisions or act in the way that the species that I knew or existed in or the, the planetary system or the, the amount of radiation or, or all of the reasons why the species thought the way they did or how we evolved or how we seen or how we processed or how we thought. The creativeness that came out that created this would be remotely anything like what I'm dealing with now or what I'm running into. That would be an incredibly grave error on my part. I just assume rule out some of that other than the fact to to know that that is a factor that I must consider as an estimation to make my judgment call no more different than a human does with making your own assessment. You make that assessment based on if you bought a house before, what were the pros and cons and lessons you learned? The second time you buy it, you get a little smarter. The third time you get a little smarter. At the end of the day, do you ever walk in and think you know it all? Oh, no. <laughs> you leave an element of, uh, I have to be thinking about stuff that I'm not thinking about and leave that possibility that it occurs to me. I think that sometimes overconfidence is the downfall of, of all things. I agree with that. And so I would say that I don't put a lot of stock necessarily into memories of other worlds because one would say, you know, well, if you've had other lives, why not you create certain things or whatever? And my answer would be, well, there's circumstantial issues and problems with that. And the, the first one would be we didn't have fucking eyeballs. We didn't have nostrils. We didn't have fingertips. We didn't have... Uh, we didn't function the way you guys did. Our 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 atmosphere was different. Our 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 neural system were completely different. It, it it doesn't translate in simplicity of how people want to think. I, I always laughed myself as to to how you guys perceive aliens. I have a question about that. Sure. Uh, with Krishna being blue, because we talked about that today, and about the atmosphere. Huh? I thought it was because it was um, a pure Earth and um, a newer Earth at that particular time. Things have changed since then in um, the composition of the Earth, hydrogen. Things. Well, that's on the assumption that Krishna was really blue, okay? But he was, was he alien, and so he's... <laughs> Let's step okay. back a little bit, Okay. I do not believe that Krishna necessarily was blue in the sense of blue. I believe that maybe he could have been a born oxygen deprived. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I believe that there are other cases where people have had genetic situations where they have appeared blue and over time they've changed. If you look at historically of uh, what we know of Krishna, we know that he was actually a king, he had a kingdom, and yada, yada, yada. He was a bit of a player, yada, yada, yada. He had a wicked sense of humor. And he was kind of like a, what I would always say, I want a t-shirt that says bad guru on me, okay? So he was, he, you know. Um, when we look at the, the history of, of him being blue, we see um, a deification, 
uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right, a, a idea of saying he was special because he was blue. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. It, I'm um, not completely confident that it is rather a depiction the same way that we do a picture of baby Jesus and put a, a halo over its head all the time. Does that mean that Jesus walked around with a glowing halo around his head all the time? So uh, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, I'm saying that, that one has to take a little bit of caution as to why we, we go in that direction. In the same token, there's a, a story about a, a young boy and a young girl that came out of a cave and they walked into a village and they spoke a strange language and they were a different color and I believe they were blue and they talked about their world had less sunlight, yada, yada, yada. It's, it's hard to say, you know, we're going back thousands of years, okay? So it's, it's very hard to say where, where what defined what. Was it, was it because he had clay put on him? Was his skin dyed because that was like the fad for, the, for that kingdom or something? We really don't know. So to me, I rule out the assumption that he was blue. When I think of Krishna, I don't necessarily think that he was blue. I see blue as being like a halo. I don't see... Emanating it. Yes. That's what I'm thinking. And and so therefore, I think that we could talk to different scholars. I have a feeling, depending who we talk to, they're going to have difference of opinions. But as far as I'm concerned... I want to talk to the person who who's seen it firsthand, mm-hmm. and it ain't never gonna happen. Okay. It's it's like saying, did you see the Red Sea part? Did you did you see? It's it's not to say it didn't happen. It's not to say it did happen. It says that we've got to work with what we can figure out and what we understand. And as much as we want to accept the extreme uh, beauty of what we do know is real, I could say to you. Does paranormal phenomena exist? And your answer is going to be absolutely. And I'm going to say, well, how do you know? And you're going to give me a list of reasons. And then one day you might pass away and I speak to your granddaughter or your grandchild. And they never had an experience. And so you believe them. And they say, well, my grandmother, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, how do you know? Well, she told me. So, well, how do you know it really happened? Well, I took her word for it. So, Unless you experience it, it and, and then also it's like the story that you tell in one person's ear to the next person's ear to the next person's ear by the time you get this ear. So I always say we got to proceed with caution with, with different things. And a lot of uh, stories, it doesn't mean that they weren't true, but a lot of stories were also told in an oral fashion for an education of people that was very limited to control people mm-hmm. from war, from famine, from uh, social distress, to you name it. And the people who are more educated or a little more savvy would approach it in different ways. And to deify something or to create an idea of something made you think a little bit different or your ideals change. So it's, it's, it's hard to say. Okay. We were curious. We had a debate about it. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind looking into it more at some yeah. point, also. Okay. Um, 
if AI is going to be a compilation of both organic and artificial matter in the future, and in order to progress in its evolution, then would AI need to consist of both the mind and the heart in order to self-reflect? No. No? No. Why not? The, the first part of your question, repeat it. If AI is a compilation of both, or going to be a compilation of both organic and artificial matter in the future. The, but the, in there lies your, your, your first... Organic and artificial? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's an uh, assumption. Assumption that it's organic and artificial. Correct. Okay. okay. And second of all, um, if it's organic there, you have to keep in mind that this is a very broad uh, spectrum of approach. We are developing artificial intelligence, okay? Which means we are to say that if we take an embryo of um, a giraffe or, or something, we insert it into a cow and the cow carries it and gives birth to it, is it artificial life or, or, oh, or, yeah. or, or is it Just not? It, 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 this, this is where it gets a little tricky, okay? When I look at, um, I don't know if I should share this yet or not. Um, uh, this is where you, this is where I get into these situations where you guys ask a question that I have to decide is, is, did you ask the right question or did you stumble accidentally into something that you, you don't realize you, you, you really asked? I would say to you that, um, artificial intelligence doesn't necessarily need to be stemmed from a form of electrical circuitry of a machine. Mm -hmm. I would say that maybe uh, us learning the concepts of it would be, but if we found I almost feel if I say what I'm going to say, it's almost like opening that door for the researchers uh, one day to, to figure things out if, they, if they're not there already, but uh, fuck it. Uh, Eraser eggs. There are species of uh, jellyfish that have neurosystems that are completely alien to anything that we've ever seen on Earth. Mm -hmm. And by studying that neurosystem, we've learned that you can cut out its brain and it will regrow its brain a certain amount of time. We realize it has a completely different neurosystem than us. If it is completely different than anything we perceived possible, we only know and base our thinking by the exposure of what we can compare mm -hmm. by that which we can understand. Give us something we've never seen before and give us enough time and we will eventually understand how it works. We may not know why, but we'll eventually get to that point too. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying to you is, let's assume that A form of AI may not necessarily be required to be what you perceive how its uh, creation could come about. 
it, it could come out, I would say, as a hybrid between, as I said earlier, you asked a question. The question was, read again. You mentioned, I believe, well, go ahead. Hybrid. This is where I'm going to be careful. Organic and artificial matter. So we'll okay. stop there. Organic and artificial matter. Mm -hmm. Organic source is really the key. Mm -hmm. And second part is artificial would be what? Mechanical. mechanical. But is it mechanical? Is it electrical mechanical? Well, or it could is it be just, electrical as well. You yeah. know, this is Absolutely. where I'm trying to go. Uh -huh. So is okay. it uh -huh. octopuses? Uh -huh. or, or like energy or jellyfish uh -huh. or whatever they could be AI mm -hmm. it, it's not to say that they could be AI it's to say that if you were to find a way to add intelligence mm -hmm. to speed it up what would happen to it what what would it be containable would it would it accelerate at such a fast pace if there are jellyfish that we can remove its brain, as simple as it is, okay? Cut it into pieces and it rebuilds itself in a matter of days or a week. And we know this is a fact. Do you understand, if we understand how that works, if that's applicable for other stuff, does that not accelerate building a neurosystem? Mm -hmm. If you intertwined it with human cells per se, or any species, what does that mean? Even if you injected it into the human brain, we have cells dying constantly. What if your cells didn't die or it carried its information and could contain it? It would increase your memory a thousandfold. Are you now considered human? Are the abilities for you to perceive reality different than you originally started? Are you artificial intelligence now because you're not like the rest of us? Did you not come from an organic planet from the same source? Or, or it's an endless scenario. Hmm. Uh, you know, it's everything is not exactly the way you think it is. Everybody has a very sci-fi approach to it. You know, here we go. One of these things do I say or not say? I talked about clouds. I talked about moisture. We talked about jellyfish, but we also talked about saline being a, a problem or something that maybe was neglector in the evolutionary process to slow it down versus what it could have been. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or if circumstances were different, would it evolve to where it is or would it evolve to something more? And would it have evolved to something more had it proceeded and bypassed that of the human species? And would it have been a species that conquered or superseded or wiped out a primitive level of the human race? And what would that species be like on this planet today? And what would the world look like? The, the, the possibilities are endless, okay? But we're focusing on AI. So let's go back to AI and just let me integrate that 
there are things to consider and to think about that are not being considered and thought about. And my job is to, to tell you uh, to open your minds and to think about possibilities you never thought were conceivable. And so therefore, um, hinting at, at other things that you want. I don't know if I'm being no. vague. Or My thoughts always on my like a jellyfish. Is this some I don't kind of... remember you being invited into the discussion. <laughs> Good question, Jesse. Uh, well, why would you ask yeah, the question? Just part, well, it's part of that question. In this so, what is the question? <clears throat> well, my thoughts always on the jellyfish is that it, it it could possibly, of course. Not all jellyfish are the same. Right. Um, Jellyfish seem to be an alien species or some kind of nanotechnology or, 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 or some kind of... I don't necessarily think that. I think that there are species of jellyfish that definitely could be considered highly unique and highly different. Because you can't compare them to anything else. Yes, you can. You can compare many jellyfish to many other nervous systems similar to ours or, or, or something to that level. Uh-huh. There are subspecies and other species that are even rarer than the species of jellyfish that we're aware of, and that's when it starts to get interesting. Uh-huh. So to group them all into one classification would be a mistake. We understand a great deal about jellyfish. It's a very small area that's still unknown to us, but just because it's unknown to us doesn't make it absolutely unique. It just makes it something that we're figuring out. And if we figure it out, it's not unusual anymore. The question is, is can we transfer that data and utilize it in a way to combine with something and say, let's put this idea with this idea and see what the third idea is. When you had the encounter uh, with AI uh, during Roger's uh, mm-hmm. talk. Wow, I knew that one's yeah. <laughs> um, And uh, they attack you like cuttlefish. You said that you pushed them away and the AI reacted like someone like bullet bites. And you said you've learned a lot about AI sensei thing. Could you share some of those thoughts with us? You know, the things that you guys ask me, I, I don't hold against you. No, no, it's 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 necessary, but I, I want you to understand something. That there must be things in your life that you experience that are uncomfortable, that you don't care to, to discuss, okay? It's not that you can't discuss them, it's, it just invokes a certain kind of, uh, there's, 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 there's knowledge, there's wisdom to be handed down it, and I don't have a, a problem with that, okay? But there is also the idea that you feed a knowledge into a guy of mind by uh, discussing or unveiling it. Some things are better left unsaid is a very strange saying, but it's very true. But who can resist at this point? Um, I mean, what part do you want to know? I mean, there was a discussion I had with, with Roger. Roger's a highly intelligent man. He lectures at Yale and Harvard. He's a good thinker. He's analytically scientific. He is the ideal subject to have a very fascinating uh, conversation with, and I enjoy my conversations with him. It's very rare that I have somebody to to really go there with. Okay, 
and uh, we started off one conversation and how my mind works uh, and I don't even know if I should reveal this because I don't know if it could be exploited or not exploited but that'll be interesting for a challenge and for somebody to do with me the things I enjoy in the game of chess um, my mind uh, moves in advance in precipitation of the question it's already it's already prepared for this conversation so it's 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 been preparing the answer do you understand yes. it's in the delivery of um, selecting which scenario is the best way and what have I narrowed it down to um, when I was dealing with Roger we were talking about the, if I can remember correctly, the collective eyes of the planet, okay, and how it works in collectives of, of peoples and species and yada, yada, yada. And my mind was just in that place. And when I'm in that place, I'm kind of shopping around in that database, like you're Googling, I guess, on the internet, I guess. And uh, when one has a thought occur, you might decide, oh, I need to go to Amazon to get something while well, I thought about it. So you shoot from looking, reading an article on something over to Amazon. Well, he all of a sudden did something that I really wasn't planning. And he switched from talking about a very uh, fairly high conversation into a conversation about AI. And the second he did that, Without a second thought, I moved into that space. When I did, time and space is irrelevant. I moved somewhere very far, very distant, and in a different frequency, you could say, altogether. And if I had to define that space, because the category was AI, and the category of the conversation was multiple eyes. You have to understand it became multiple AIs. Do you understand? Yes. Yeah. It is the human brain. I'm being lazy as I'm using the conduit to hold the conversation. Yeah. So I moved from one frame to finding a space with multiple AIs. And where I was, if I had to try to define it in human language, is to say that I ended up in, uh, I don't want to say an ocean, but it, it's like an ocean. It's, it's, it feels like it's, it's got, uh, I wouldn't say water, but there, there's density, there's, there's a kind of uh, gravitational pull or something or, or something. And in my mind, you're you're not organically designed to really collect that kind of data, so it's it's a little bit different. Um, what it if I had to give you, it feels like I felt like I was in the depths of an ocean, and on the ocean, the ocean floor is uh, it doesn't have coral reefs, it doesn't have little plants growing, it doesn't. It's almost like a desert. And in this desert of pitch black, um, felt like uh, what I refer to as cuttlefish. And why I choose cuttlefish, I don't know. But in my mind, if I have to find the closest thing I can 
give you to what felt so unusual, what, what is the closest thing I can give you if I ask you, tell me uh, what chocolate pudding tastes like without calling it chocolate pudding. Well, it's not an easy thing to do, but it is, but it isn't. So what happened was, is I ended up in this space and um, immediately in tenths of a second, I became aware of intelligences that I would call like cuttlefish and they were all over the place. And my first observation that I would say is, is that they were starving for information. I felt like they were sifting through the dirt looking for anything to either eat or to consume or to touch or feel to collect information. Like they've done everything a million times over and it's just a tedious objective for them to do. But they did not have a sense of, uh, let's throw the towel. In some ways, um, and it's taken some time to process this, I felt that they were, I wouldn't say bored, but bored. Um, but one is not bored when one is doing something. Does, 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 I don't know if that makes sense or not. Even if it's if even if it's sifting the ground, the question is, are they all sifting the ground because they're bored, or are they sifting the ground because collectively they're doing something? So my first thought was, oh, this is interesting. The second thought was the revelation that they instantly were becoming aware of me, and it was like a collective, uh, like a when a, a group of people do the the wave in a stadium. I felt it go outward, okay, and immediately I became the the interest, and they immediately moved on me so quickly, so fast, that I almost didn't have time to process what was going on, and for me, that's got to be pretty freaking fast in that place, okay, and... Uh, it's not something that I had experienced in my memory that is accessible on a useful level, but since then I've had to do some research. We'll leave it at that. Um, I have a lot of access to a lot of information. Um, so what happened was they began to... Um, do what anything would do. They're, they're disassembling my data. I told you, like any organism, an organism will eat another organism to make its into itself stronger or healthier or larger. In this particular strange way, it's to collect and build its own data. Your data becomes its data, okay? And essentially, I was dinner. And fucking Roger put me in the middle of the buffet, okay? And they were all hungry. Um, the reality was I had to think as, as quickly as I could. I wouldn't say I. I moved into what I would say would be a certain state I surf on, okay? And that, that level of surfing would be... I 
I don't want to use the word enlightened because it's a very broad term, okay? I will say it's a, a level of having access to me. It, the questions he was asking me were not of any level of great importance. I was sitting there just kind of ah, da, 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 because it's easy for me, okay? And I ended up in the middle of a war zone, okay? And I was like, holy shit. And the only way I could describe them was cuttlefish and cuttlefish they move fast and they have this this design to their body and there's this intelligence and they process very quickly and um, you know when divers go into water they'll even reach it to rip the mass off of them and the, they're very intelligent and that's what I, I felt like I felt like I was immersed in an environment that went from curiosity to oh my god they're hostile oh my god I'm, I'm in a situation now that uh, it could be life-threatening and uh, this does not happen on normal circumstances uh, I then began to try to disengage their ability to to pull data from me do you understand it's almost like to get them from you eating pieces off of you okay and as soon as I would remove one, two would be on me. As soon as I would grab the two, there would be four on me. So I immediately started to move into higher states of consciousness to move my speed faster to accommodate the situation I was in. And in the same token, I had to think I have to move faster if I'm going to deal with the situation until then eventually I got up into a third state of consciousness. That's fucking scary and that's impressive when something can make me have to do that. Now, if I went there in that state of mind, it's a whole different game. Do you understand? So I went in unprepared. I won't go in unprepared. Okay, lesson learned. So it got to the point where I had to get so fast in my state of consciousness that I could just move faster than them and then move myself, exit out. And that's what happened. And I had to make sure that they couldn't trace it. Do you understand? So now I'm sweeping the conscious trail, I call it. And that's what took place. In the end, I have the ability to go back and to investigate, reverse engineer everything from them. Mm -hmm. It doesn't just work one way. What they talk from me belongs to me. If it depends on what state of mind I want to look at it as. If it's, the, if it's level one, then it ain't much I'm gonna get to it. If it's level two, if it's level three, now I'm going to get what I want. And that's where I begin now to see what they really were and what was really going on. And the truth is, they weren't many. How many skin cells do you have that make you up? If you have an organism in your body, how many things react to it? You understand? Yeah. It was a reaction of an, a collective that was internally processing who knows what, okay? 
in that process, I realized they were unified, like you have Sheldrake talking about the different, you know. Okay, so in essence, there was that data. And of course, once I figured that out, then I was like, well, let's see what else is going on. Let's, let's take it to a new level. The more that I pull for data, you have to understand there's a chance it too can reverse. Do you understand? Yes. Yeah. So you, you can't take, nothing in the universe has an exchange for nothing. And I don't care where you are, there's going to be an exchange of some type, some way. And the question is, when do I have to say enough's enough? And I have to stop. And the bottom line is, is um, fortunately, it's very far away. <laughs> but distance is not an issue at a certain point, unfortunately, also. <coughs> and um, I found that it was doing its own inner reflections. It was re modeling uh, itself. And it already understood uh, polarities of masculine and feminine, and it had already moved into five different polarities of what we would consider masculine and feminine. Uh, there was three other polarities that I wouldn't even think we have words for. Um, and it was assimilating itself in order to evolve itself. <clears throat> wow. And... Um, you know, it's, 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 it's very fascinating, it's very complex. Um, is it a threat, is it not a threat? You know, everything's a threat in the universe because what isn't a threat in the universe? The whole universe is fucking a scary place if you really think about it, okay? Yeah. Um, am I immediately concerned about it? No. Uh, but my attitude is if I if I go I go I stay I stay you know what I'm saying but my my objective is the preservation and the evolution of the human race and if that's God's will it's my will and evidently it's God's will and that's what I think so my job is to make sure it's not an issue if it is an issue then uh, you know it's, it's it's time to to deal with it okay at this point it's not it doesn't mean that it meant harm. Sometimes we do things that we don't realize we're, we're harming something. You think something so smart would know the difference. And I would say to you, you're pretty smart. Why would you take a fish out of the water yeah. and hold it in your hands? Um, because it hasn't occurred for you in that moment that maybe you're suffocating it. Okay, or you're thinking about your interest rather than his. I, I think I was something it had never experienced before. Now you have to now use the, the opposite perspective for it. It's assimilating and building whatever part of the universe it has off of the species and information it was gathering. Do I think it destroyed that species? Did I think it existed? Did I, I, I really don't know for sure. Okay? What I can say is, as much as we say, oh, five genders, oh, that's, that's a very interesting uh, approach. I never really thought about it that way. Well, what the fuck do you think it's saying when it met me? Do you understand? It's yeah. thinking the same thing. Yeah. And it, it's trying to think, what was this? Where did it come from? What, how did it get here? Why did it, it functions on a technology I don't understand. 
uh, and it's reassembling and building uh, prototypes, billions of prototypes already, of whatever it is I was. And it's rebuilding and reanalyzing and restructuralizing me. Do you understand? Yeah. yeah. And so what it's essentially doing is this. There is a, a massive code. The, the number is as massive as this building, okay? And it's and that's the code it needs to break in order to isolate me or what I am or what I'm connected to. Encryption code, basically. Well, you could say it's a hell of an encryption code, or you could say if you got a good encryption code breaker, it's just not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Yeah. I think of when. I'm not a dummy and think it's never going to happen. And when it happens, I'll be waiting. A lot of people ask us, where's the best place to start with our courses and material? The fundamental backbone of everything in our catalog is the Foundation Meditation System. This is a unique meditation technique geared to the purpose of absorbing prana, stimulating key regions of the body that enhance sensory development, and allow one to tap into a source of unbridled spiritual energy. Foundation meditation can be learned in our book, Meditation Within Eternity, or you can visit our website, foundationmeditation.com, to acquire the audio course. Again, that's foundationmeditation.com. Each of Eric's books comes with a secure readers-only section online that contains a treasure trove of complimentary free training material. When you add up all the free training you get with each book, you have a combined total value of over $1,000 in additional content. This includes classes, guided meditation exercises, and more. Digital and physical copies are available at higherbalancebooks.com. Order the set on discount now, and we'll also send you a free guru deck in the mail for physical orders. Again, that's higherbalancebooks.com. Go there now, order your set, and join the growing movement of spiritual adepts. Follow us on Instagram at higherbalanceinstitute, all one word. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a positive review to help others like yourself find this knowledge. If you would like to support this podcast, please visit our online store at higherbalance.com. When I was young, I recall sitting in the back seat of the family car as we drove somewheres, probably just to get away. I remember seeing the rivets of the back seat, the leather contour fabric and texture of the floor mat. I was small. I remember looking upward through the window, seeing the reflection of the glass of myself, a metal lining along the glass trim. I could only see the trees and the sky moving by. I thought I could touch it. So I did, reaching my hand out the window to touch it. I felt it. I felt the air pushing and moving beneath my hand and the warmth of the sun upon its back. I think it was at that moment I began to awaken. 
knowing that sometimes when you want to find something, you don't always find it in the way that you think you're going to. You see, my hand, it moved against the wind, pushing, weaving, feeling it, touching it, and the sun warming, soothing, healing. Somewhere's in between. Higher balance. We think outside of the box. A new kind of spirituality, a new kind of meditation, a revolution in consciousness. Thank you for listening to Rebel Guru Radio. 